All right, hello everyone. This is the uh, TMC podcast out of Truman Community College, though more specifically we are Truman Middle College, the high school there. We have a special guest today. He goes by, well, he goes. He told me today he goes by three different names. You can be, go ahead, tell me your name. The name from the block. Yeah, yeah, my name Menon. And? And they know me as Manny, and my original name, legal name, Emmanuel. And uh, your last name? Uh, Rivera. All right, um, let's see. Uh, just because you listeners can't see him, um, I'm looking at uh, Nene. How many tattoos do you have? I'm got like about thirteen around there. Thirteen? Yeah, including my neck. What's the one on your neck? Um, how my uh, is on uh, one side is the angel side, and then the other one is the devil side. So basically, I was I had a past when I was more innocent. Now how my life and turned to, you know. Interesting. So the earlier part of your life was an angel. Yes. Then there was a devil part of your life. Yes, which now, is right now. But now, can you go back to an, an angelic part of your life? Um, th- I never think anything is impossible, so yes. Okay. All right, and just tell us about a couple other tattoos. Forearms, hands? Uh, my, my hands or whatever. My homie, he died uh, t- uh, due to gun violence in Chicago. He died in 2020. So I just got, uh, I got trust none on my palms or whatever. And then... Um, you know the rose I got it from my mo- uh, my mother's significant uh-huh. and then uh, there's a woman's name right a woman's na- yeah I got a woman's name it's kind of <laughs> messed up or whatever but you know it, it is what it is life goes on then you know got like weed plants or whatever stuff that like signifies me as a person when your friend died from gun violence so it's on your hands people probably look at their hands every day you think about him every day yes you would think about him every day if you didn't have the tattoo but the tattoo makes it a little deeper? Um, not really. It's just like every day, like let's say every time that I wake up or whatever, I end up, you know, when I smoke or whatever, mm-hmm. that, uh, that's uh, my therapy was like to chill with him. He was like my brother. My older brother disowned me He uh, because his female wanted to mess with me. Mm. When I was a shorty, you get me? I, w- I was like 11 when my older brother cut me off. Okay. It's a complicated life. <laughs> Um, all right, and tell us there is before we get into your backstory a little bit. You're kind of you're you're in between two things right now here at TMC. What are you in between? In between of um, beating my case and other scenario of going to jail type thing, you know. So when did you last get out of jail? I got out of jail May fifth at three in the morning. Oh, you remember? Why do why do you get released from jail at three in the morning? Oh, uh, I got processed out like at ten forty seven p.m. at night. But they, uh, they um they had to wait for like a a squad car to take me to the destination. And if my mom is not up, I go straight back to the county and gotta wait <laughs> again oh, wow. to the next day. Yeah. Uh, you're heading back on what day? Um, I got my next court day. I just had court today at nine. They told me at January tenth is gonna be my court next court day. So around that time. And then when do you pan- head back to county? Is it? County, uh, like around January, February, around there. January, February. What are your thoughts now, knowing that going back to county is coming up in your near future? To be honest, it's getting me like to practice more on my fighting. You know, like more be more alert. Like you know, cause in jail it's not sweet. In there, they'll take your commissary away. You know, though, if you're a, if you're like a a peewee, that's, I'm going to just say it at that, then you're not going to make it in there. I almost died like about four times in there. So is a peewee just somebody who's weak or someone who's not that tall? Somebody that's weak or doesn't, can't have their self with self-respect. There you go. Who, 
Who are you, say, more concerned about when you go back to prison? Other prisoners or the people who work at the prison? Uh, both. Because uh, if the CEO, like, if a CEO is really petty or whatever, he could put, uh, put another prisoner or whatever, you know, like, pay him money. I ain't really talking, trying to talk a lot. Mm -hmm. But they'll, uh, they'll do hits. Like, there's hits in jail, too, by mm -hmm. CEOs telling the, the prisoners, oh, we got you, we'll, we'll, we'll put money on your books, we'll give you this, 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 in exchange for everything. Everything has a price. If somebody, if there, if there was somebody who's never been to prison, let's say they never got in trouble, and they, they're bragging, they're like, they go, yeah, you know, I don't care if I get thrown in prison, I can handle it there, what would you want to say to them? Like, they think, oh yeah, big deal, I'll go there, I'll do my time, I'll get out. What would you say to them? I'll tell them, change, because once you're inside that hole, there's no way out. I was with no bond. I was, I'm I was facing 8 or 45, which I am still, and 4 to 15 years with no bond at all. That means you can't go and get out. What, uh, what I feel is a, a miracle happened. Like, God came in and like he rescued me. He took me out. My bond was 5000 I paid that the next week, following week. What will decide whether it's 8 years, did you say 8 or 45? 8 to 45 years, that's for one case. And then the other case, 4 to 15. So minimum 12, because is Around it 8 plus 4 yeah. or is it, what do they call it, concurrently? Do you yeah, serve it at the yeah, same time? Yeah, they're not going to concur it though. Okay. They're burdened separate. So I'm gonna be, I had to get this case, do the time, then come back to court for that other case, then do the time. Is there something you can do to make sure it's 12 years and not longer? No, there's no, possi there, uh, there's no possibility. Who's going to decide that then? Um, the Well, the state and all the... Like all the stuff that they're getting, like me, I'm going to school right now, I'm going to college. They see that I'm in the right track and stuff. They see that uh, they're going to be seeing that good stuff, mm -hmm. but they're also going to be bringing my record, my past. I already did nothing in the past, you know. But if it's, but it's interesting, so you had stuff in your past. Yes. But then if they say, like, look, most recently he's interested in going to college, he did this stuff at Truman Middle College, that should count, right? It's a new you. Yeah, it should count, but like... You know, some people don't change. Me, I'm trying to add, there's some people that don't even show effort. I'm actually am, you know, I'm doing it, I'm going, I'm tending, you know. My grade's not up there yet, you know, but I'm, I'm working on myself, you know. Everything takes a process. Even in jail, I got more PTSD, especially me talking towards a person too. I had to learn how to change. I would be screaming because in jail, mm -hmm. that's all you're doing, screaming. That's all, to talk to screaming somebody. Screaming at... Uh, screaming like at a vent, like there's a vent on top of the bathroom, right? And I mean on top of the toilet. So you come and you just like, yo, we'll get and, like. And who are you screaming to when you scream to the inmates? Room? Inmates that are downstairs in the bottom deck. Room. Friends, type thing, but they're around the county. Got like, it. Like they're random people. Got it. Yeah, so we'll do that. You said an interesting thing before. Some people change and some people don't. What? Why do some people change and why do some people don't? Like, why are you an example of a person who changes when you can say, look, I've seen people, there's no chance they're going to change? Um, there's some people that I know that don't know how to read. They only know how to mess with money. They know how to sell drugs, and they're good at it. They, uh, they still have that mentality. They're already 40 to 50. They still have that mentality, and they, they don't care. So they think, you think, like, let's say when they get out, they'll probably just go right back to doing the same thing. Yeah, they're going to do the same thing. Now, other people that want to change, they're going to. Why? Because they got they got morals, they got meanings to stuff, you know? Like me, I got a family. I got to think about my baby sister, my mom. I got to think about my older sister, my older brother as well, even though he 
got out of my life, I'm not going to be staying in the hood, poverty. I can't be like that. So is that one of your biggest sort of motivations for trying to do as little time as possible so you can get out more than anything because you want to be there for your family? Yes. Um, and how have you changed then? Is it? I know, you know, you're one of the bigger readers in class. <laughs> um, you know, a lot of kids don't read, but I remember on the first day, you're like, have you read that? Have you read that? I read that. That book is good. The book... Long Way Down by Jason Reynolds that we read as a class. You had already read it. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, how is how, how have you changed? Because uh, you said some change, some don't, but you have. I've changed. Like, when I was in jail, I was, like, it, I ain't going to lie. Jail made me more aggressive. My aggression level got real high because of that. But me as changing, uh, changing like, if somebody talks back to me or whatever, they disrespect me, I take it in a different way, you know? Okay. Like, I don't go just blurt out, like, there's a situation that happened today, you know, I ain't gonna say no names, but Mr. Anonymous was like, you know, speaking a little, like having like authority test me, like, I don't know, like a And you've had some struggles with that. Yeah, I had a little struggle with that, but you know, I, I, I walked away, I, I perceived it in a different manner, which is so way the, better. What would the older you have done? The older me fight, like I'm not gonna lie, I'm not gonna sugarcoat nothing, I would fight, I would just like do wild, savage, reckless stuff, but that stuff isn't best. You know, we, I remember we were talking actually earlier today about some of your anger. Sometimes when you get angry, you feel like you do things in anger that you're not controlled, that you're not in control of. But what you just described is you were in control of your anger. Like, I'm getting angry with this confrontation, but I'm going to walk away from it. That's a choice. It was hard, though. I'm not going to lie. It was real hard. But there was a time when you couldn't have done that at all. No, I couldn't at all. Before, I couldn't... You would tell me something, I see, you say red, I see blue. Hmm. Um, real quick, I mean, you're just thinking, no, I've got too many things to ask you. <laughs> they always talk about, there's always kind of a debate about when people are incarcerated, is it, is the person being rehabilitated, like they're changing for the better, or are they getting more angry and hostile so when they get out, they have not been rehabilitated and aren't, are even less ready to be in society? Which one of those sounds more like prison to you? Okay, so prison, uh, what they had labeled it, that's like rehabilita uh, rehabilitation, what you say? Uh, rehabilitation. That I disagree with. If that's You're saying that's not happening? Yeah, that's not happening in there. It's not. Some people, like, not trying to be bogus or nothing, like, people that are uh, challenged uh, to, like, develop, you know? Like, the, uh, uh, those people in there... They might, they might give a chance because they got the MHTC program or whatever. It's like medical transitioning, some uh, crap of a uh, mm -hmm. center. Mm -hmm. They were trying to put me there. That didn't work for me at all. Mm -hmm. you, uh, you, can't, you can't expect to change when the COs treat you like crap. You see rats and everything coming in your commissary. You you don't uh, you have to have, always have your shower shoes. You're worried about somebody over here. There's a bunch of stuff, you know, in jail that is not going to keep you stable, not... So when people get out, they're more traumatized, they have more PTSD, yeah, more and hostile. And they think more, like, inside in jail, there's so many connections. Mm -hmm. So once they find the connection, they're like, oh, I'm going to think smarter, I'm going to do this way. They're going to go right in the same hole. The same thing. That That's where they keep messing up at. There's new technology out here. There's license plate readers. There's a whole bunch of stuff, cameras... There's cameras everywhere. They could backtrack and find the person exactly who did it, mm -hmm. came out the house. Anything. They're more likely to get caught. More easier. Now that's 22, 
Right. That stuff's got to go. We got to make money. That's my head. Um, and let's ima- what is one thing you could imagine, anything, you could imagine being in prison that would have helped rehabilitate you or other inmates? What do you mean? That you know, is it like, hey, maybe there's a therapist, maybe there's a school, maybe they have a better library, anything that where you might come out a better person? What would be happening? School, I was doing school in there. They told me I was going to graduate in 2024, so <laughs> you know me. I was like, well, I was just a senior in high school. I'm not going to... I'm not gonna do two years in in, in here. You gotta be tripping. So a better school program that could move you more quickly through the classes. Yeah, th- that um, the teachers, um, the um, I don't know the C- uh, the CEOs. They're always gonna treat you like crap or whatever. So you just gotta get used to that. Mm-hmm. You're, you're a pet in there. That's what you are. You're a peasant. Wow. That's wow. how I feel when I'm in there. Well, you know, uh, the term. I wonder if you would want to use the term dehumanized where you treat someone as less than human or yes. do you think you think that's happening? You have been dehumanized? Yeah, there's one time I caught COVID my first weekend, the the, uh, the third day, I mm-hmm. caught it. And they, they put me in a cell with somebody that got COVID. That's how I caught it. So I caught that. Did they know he had COVID? Yeah. They, they told me I could make a lawsuit and all that stuff. So I was like, okay, but they saw me on the floor. They, I called my uh, my. Because you're that sick. Sick. Not, I couldn't breathe through my nose. I had to breathe through my mouth. Mm-hmm. And I was still a coughing type thing, all type of phlegm and everything. Mm-hmm. Sorry, being so explicit. But I was all types of stuff. I and nobody helped me for a whole day. Mm-hmm. A whole day I was messed up. I called my sister. She came and she started calling the county. Next few days, they come inside, rushing in my room. Are you okay? Are you okay? Because somebody made a call. Exactly. Just made a call. And I was like, bro, I was just telling y'all I was just sick. Woo-woo. And now y'all want to come to me? like. And why did, why did you have to wait for a call for them to treat you? Better? I don't even know. <laughs> now, there's an interesting thing. Some people say one of the purposes of prison is prison can be so unpleasant that it's a deterrent, meaning I so badly don't want to go back there. I will no longer break the law. Now, when you get out, that's true for you, right? You're like, look, prison was so unpleasant, I am going to make sure I don't get sent there again. I will never take nothing from a blind man or take a chip or anything. I won't even open a bag of chips at Walmart and eat it and just leave it there. I wouldn't do that. So this isn't, because you remind me, this is interesting. So in our class, we had a philosophical discussion based on the Ring of Gyges, which is an old Greek idea about... If you could put on this ring and be invisible, you could get away with all these crimes and not get caught. And our scenario was, uh, what if you were in a mall, no one else was in there, you could put on this ring of invisibility, and for the sake of discussion, you could steal whatever you want, and I guarantee you're going to get away with it. Would you do it or not? I think 100% of the students in our class, 99% of the students in your class said, I would steal because I would get away with it. Meaning, they wouldn't, they would... They're not doing the right thing because they can get away with it. You were the only person in class who said, I would not steal a thing. Why was that? Because, like, what, uh, when you, I don't know, like, I wouldn't do it, not even for nothing, nothing, nothing. Because remember, you could get, we guaranteed in the experiment you could get away with it, but you're still not doing it. Why? It's not right. It's not, like, I feel like if you do stuff correctly, everything's going to come out your way. Or it probably is not, but it's going to come some slight or whatever, then it's coming towards you. That's why me, I don't, like a car or whatever, I always dreamed like to, I want to live like a rapper. I want to have females, cars, this, 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 mm-hmm. this. 
I couldn't I couldn't do that when I was like twelve under. I couldn't do none of mm-hmm. that. Then when I was like twelve and up, I started doing all the thing I had. I had fifty thousand, eighty thousand in straight pocket having it on. But you didn't get it by doing things. No, right exactly. Not legally, nothing like that. I was a young kid at 13, 14 years old making three hundred and fifty dollars an hour. Just to put it like that. I think that's more than I've ever made and I'm <laughs> I'm in my 50s. <laughs> well, so, all right, so good. You brought up a good point. So there's this other huge sociological debate about if there is someone who has committed crimes, is it A, because they're a product of their environment, like they grew up in a certain environment which made that way, or B, are they an individual who made bad choices? So take us back to the environment you grew up in. Do you think the environment formed you so that you were making some of these poor choices or was it you yourself making the poor choices if that makes sense um it was the uh, it was the environment because like i don't know like uh, once uh, like me when i started coming to this school mm-hmm. i feel like i got a little bit more like learning more manners like more, more stuff mm-hmm. me i would be just joking around before here you know mm-hmm. i would be on my little kid shit here it made me more like more professional Mm. Now, like if I go out west now, if I go to my hood or whatever, right? I'm a, I'm a, I'm a. That to how they are. I'm, I'm you like sort of the environment you're in. You start to. Yeah, I like. I don't know. I feel like I got like I could feel a vibe or whatever, and that just it sticks on me. Got you. So then, when you were younger, you were getting some bad vibes, and then that stuck on you. Not really bad. Well, yeah, a little bad vibes. Yeah, with the street stuff, cause I was a Christian. Like I said, uh, the angel side. Mm-hmm. I was a Christian, and when I used to be a Christian, I used to preach, sing, play musical instruments or stuff like that. But then it like at the same time, I liked rapping, mm-hmm. and it was Christian too, rapping. But my okay. dad, he'll beat me up for rapping in Spanish, but making Christian songs though. He just didn't like rap. He, he thought like, rap was the problem. Yes, he thought rap was like, you know how Tupac, Biggie, woo, woo, woo. He thinks that uh, that was bad or whatever. So me, I had to do it secretly. And then there's one time he found on my on my notebook and he just ripped it, ripped it in half and threw it away or whatever. Although, you know, I am an English teacher, so I'm thrilled that you're <laughs> thinking about your life, expressing yourself, using language. I wanted to write an A on your notebook <laughs> instead of tearing it out. Um, wh- so what were... When you were younger, was there, say, criminal or gang activity in your neighborhood? Um, yeah, there, uh, there was a lot of gang, and like gang wars, there was a lot, there was a lot, a lot of stuff going on. Was it very easy, about how old are you imagining yourself when you're thinking about that? Uh, you were writing about it today, 11, 13, 15? I, uh, I was like 13, yeah, 13 when uh, something had really, really happened. Was it very easier for you to slip into that life of the criminal activity and the gang activity? In that environment? Yeah. Yeah, it was real easy, real easy. Like you just step outside and you're a part of it? Th- like this guy, this, uh, like I would go to school and there would be like, uh, like my cousins, uh, I came and I started talking to them because one went to my school and he, he was a king. Mm-hmm. So he wanted, oh, he was like, Come join us. Come see the light. Woo woo. I'm like, I bet. Woo woo. They're my cousins, you know. Mm-hmm. What, what am I gonna think about them? Mm-hmm. I come and I'm selling, you know, cold, you know. I ain't trying to get explicit. I'm selling and stuff. I'm making money. I'm having pounds of weed right here. You're 15. Huh? No, I was 13, uh, 12, going to 13 at the time. Were you? I know what the answer is. This already. Mm-hmm. Were you making more money doing that than if you had been bagging groceries at the grocery store? <laughs> Man, just to tell you a day, no bullcrap, I would make like 10000 
in a date when I was like 12 to 13. Do you wish you could go back in time and work at the grocery store instead and therefore never have gone to jail? Yes, I do, I do but like every every place that I would go, because I got this tattoo when I was young too, mm -hmm. so they would come and they would look at me or whatever, they would be like, no, we don't want him to wear hair. Well, they would be racist. Like I worked at Mariano's, Benihana's, and I got uh, I got um, excused uh, from work or whatever. Like they uh, fired me mm -hmm. for unlawful stuff, and I went to HR to talk to them or whatever. Like I'm a pigeon or something, like you know. So then let's imagine. Let's imagine you have a, a there's a young kid in your neighborhood now. He's 11 or 12. He comes up to you and he goes like, Hey, what's your block name? Nene or Manny? Huh? Nene is your block name. Nene, yeah. All right. So he comes in and he goes, Hey, Nene. Um, you know, I, you know, like I, I guess there's a job at the grocery store. They're going to pay me $10 an hour. But this guy in the corner is telling me I could just kind of like sell weed and stomachs and some other stuff. And I could make $300 an hour. I think I want to sell the weed. What sorry, would you say? sorry for interrupting. <laughs> there's this, I'm going through a situation just like that right now. It's uh -huh. crazy that you're telling me this. Um, there's this kid I'm arguing with him since yesterday, the day before yesterday. The day before yesterday, I went to my block. Because I get time to go out, so I come and I go to the block, and there's this kid, and he has uh, his dad is his na his dad name is Cisco. He's an MK, um, a, a Milwaukee King. Anyways, he's old. Again, he's like remember. sixty. Yeah, he's mm -hmm. sixty though, and he's still selling or whatever. And he told me to put his son on to some program or whatever, because I can help him get a house, like an apartment. Uh -huh. I could get him an apartment. I could get him a job, and I could bring him to Truman. He could come to school. Uh -huh. He's a, a year younger than me. Uh -huh. Now he comes and he puts BDN on his bio, everything on Facebook. He don't even gangbang. But he's like, but, he wants to. But he, because he's in that block. Right. He, he's adapted to his environment. He put BDN, he don't even gangbang. Then he said, Maniac Killer. One of my friends texted me, hey, woo woo, get, get your, uh, get your dude, woo woo. He's saying, Maniac, woo woo, this. Now I gotta come in and I gotta talk to him or whatever. When I talk to him, you know what he told me? Beep you. He told me straight up. Like, Why? Huh? Why would he say For that me to you? getting in his business. And I told him, you know what? I'm going to leave you alone. And I, I, I'm going to tell him, when you die, you can't call me and say, hey, Nana, you were right. Woo, woo, He blocked me. You know what happened? The Today, actually today, he added me back. He was like, oh, I'm sorry, this, 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 or whatever. I'm like, bro, I had somebody that told me to go and do something with this kid. He was thinking that he knew it all. You, mm -hmm. And he was like two years younger than mm -hmm. me. He ended up dying right next to me. This was how long ago? That was like a year and a half ago. A year and a half ago. That, that, that happened with me and dude or whatever that died. If you're going to have a chance to talk to him now, right? Because he unblocked you? Yeah. So yeah. What, will you, what will you be saying to him? I never, I, I never told, I, I never, t well, I did say something bad or whatever, but like I always, I told his dad, I texted him, I was like, even though I'm mad at your son, that doesn't mean I'm going to stop helping him. Okay. You know, like, I'm going to still keep helping you. Just, I, because I, I was hard-headed too. I was, I was really messed up. I went to mental hospitals, River Edge, Hardgrove, you name it, Garfield mm -hmm. Park, anywhere. Mm -hmm. That stuff, it bettered me, yeah. But him, I don't know, it's just like his his dad is a dope fiend, you know. It's just a, it's But his a, dad wants to help him. His, dad, his dad's hoping his, he no, doesn't go into that life. Yeah, he don't want him, but he brings his son to the block still. Yeah, then, it's, then he's in the environment that we were talking about before. Exactly. It's about to be a product getting, of his environment. Yeah, and that's how you get adapted. People, ju it just swallows you in. Like him, he he's a homeless, he's in a shelter right now. Mm -hmm. 
Cause he don't want to change. I've been told him. I told him, come with me, do this. Whoa, whoa. It's been a whole year, and he still hasn't been trying to change. Do you want to tell him something as clear as, look, I know, I know. There's this life that looks good. It's gonna make you a lot of money, but it's not worth it. Is that what you want him to know? Yeah, yeah. Cause I told him. I I told him my experience. I told him, bro, I made more money. I was like, how much money do you got in your pocket? You know how much he told me? Twenty dollars. What's twenty dollars? Now, $20, that, that's like a gallon of gas, you feel me? That ain't nothing. It's yeah. nothing. So, like, I told him, you want to have females? He tells me, oh, hey, hey, put me on with females. Whoa, whoa. Do you, you, don't even, you don't even get your hair. You don't get haircuts. You don't look nice. You got to look fresh, presentable. No female wants to be with a bum person. And there's females like, I'd be like, excuse my language. There'd be guys that be saying, Oh, is she gonna ride with you? Woo woo. If she, if she broke, wheels fall off. Woo woo. No, that's not that. You're just a bum, you know? Mm -hmm. Straight up like that. You you want a female, you gotta come towards her the way you want her to come towards you. You know, this whole discussion is making me think of there's this. <laughs> it's weird that we're gonna bring in Benjamin Franklin. There's this Benjamin Franklin quote Experience keeps a dear school, but a fool will learn in no other, which basically means. This kid, you can either learn all this by experience, like you're going to get in trouble, you're going to get thrown in jail, or you can learn from someone else who's already gone through the experience and can save you from it. He just has to listen. Yes. I don't know how we're going to make him listen. It's worth trying. It is. It's worth trying. Nobody shouldn't, like, like Ohana, nobody gets left behind or forgotten. You feel me? Yeah. That's how I go by. Me, my, my friend, he was a dolphin too. He ain't know how to read, nothing. He died. He passed away. But uh, I grew up with him going to school and everything. And he, he was real smart when it came to money. Mm -hmm. uh, he was a money getter. like money. He was like magnets of money type thing. You know how we're talking about what happens based on the environment you grew up in? Let's say he's real smart and good with money. Let's imagine he grew up in some suburb where there's no gang activity and then he could go to a good school and then go to college. He might be a businessman making a whole bunch of money for Mercedes-Benz or Apple or whatever, but it's just because he was in a, a difficult environment, right? If he's like really smart, in a different, in a parallel universe, he would have been all these other things, right? Yeah, but then sometimes I feel like people are trying to fit in because Chicago is like, Chicago is a trend. I don't know if you say it again. It's a it's like a trend. Okay. Like people like there, there's game uh, there's people that don't even game bang. They're saying phone them. Why are you saying that? I'm phone them grave. Well, these are gang language that other people want to use to be cool. Not really gang language, but it's just like like you know there's foes and there's folks like the foes. They be saying like finballs be saying it like stones and stuff like that. They say foes. Or whatever. Then folks is like you no know, GDs, maniac. Whoa, mm -hmm. they, hey, what up, folks? Whoa, this, this, this. But anyways, uh, kids they just be like in this school particularly too. They be saying on phone and whoa, whoa, this, this, bro. They have no gang activities. No gang, act bro. He got his glasses on, got some Crocs on, and just with joggers on. You feel me? And he over here saying on phone. I'm like, what like he thinks he that's cool. And when you use the language, it's like, I sort of wish I was living that life when your lesson is maybe that's not the life I want. never wanted, like, to tell you, I was just calling my uh, my um, my cousin. She came in, she was like, hey, what's up, man? I haven't talked to you. I was like, yeah, I was locked up. She was like, why? I was like, you remember when I, uh, when I was on that block and you told me to get out? I was 13. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. She told me at 13, she told me, Emmanuel, get the F out of this block. Told me straight up like that. And 
you know, I ain't listen because I wanted to make money. I saw, you know, I wanted to have girls. I've been messing with females since I was nine years old, you know? So I was like... And is this, if we could go back in time, you wish you would have listened to her when you were 13? Yes, I wish I would have just went home. Went home. Uh, just because we're short on time, yeah. uh, for the audience, um, although this might be obvious, I was thinking about Nene, my student today, and I was thinking, um, this doesn't happen to you, but there are times in most people's lives where you're with another person and it's awkward, there's awkward silence. You don't really know what to say, you're kind of working, sometimes you go out on a date and it's awkward, you don't know what to say. When Nene is around, there is never... Silence. There's never a moment where things are going to get boring. It's like all language and all energy all the time. I'm, you a straight, I'm a straight vibe, you know? There you go. There you go. And why don't we just give you the last word and just say, look, if I could maybe just give one quick message that um, you hope everybody would follow, that you wish you had follow, how would you kind of summarize it all? Um, think before you do anything, because... The the uh, outcome, it could either be real, real, real good and change your life for the better, or it could change your life to the worst. So just be real. Uh, think about uh, when you do something, what's going to happen next after. And if it's bad, uh, ba backtrack. Go back. Go back. Don't, don't do it. Just th think of something else or whatever. Not saying do. Mm -hmm. Be more smarter about the thing. Just... Use your head. And a thing that came up a lot in this discussion is think about what you're going to do and take other people's advice. There's a lot of advice. That kid you were talking to, it sounds like he's not going to take your advice. You didn't quite take you know, that advice when you were 13. It's like, take the advice. And advice is not bad. That's the thing. When I, when I was learning, when they used to tell me stuff, whoa, and why are you doing this? Whoa, whoa. It would go out from one year to the mm -hmm. other. Whoa, whoa. But now that I'm listening, I listen to everybody. I will even listen to a dope thing. Adult fiend told me, don't do this. Yeah, I know I'm not going to do that. You feel me? Like, right. you got you to gotta use your head. You got a head for a reason. God bless us, we want. Well, that was, and thanks a lot for sharing your story. I mean, maybe not a lot of people might want to open up about this stuff. Hopefully, everybody is going to learn from it and listening to your good advice. And because this is a podcast, people can't see it, but me and Nene are about to fist bump and then wrap <laughs> this up. All right, everybody, thanks for listening to our podcast. We'll see you next time. Yeah, yeah, be safe.